Hi, I'm Sarah, and this is my daughter and my co-host, Allegra. You may know my mom from the Mom Hour. On this show, we talk about the books, shows, podcasts, and music that our family enjoys together, plus how we discover great media for kids and how we consume it. We also talk about other fun stuff like board games, tablet games, and movies. Today's episode is a fun one. We've gone into our own home library and picked eight books that we haven't mentioned or thought about or talked about in a while, but that we think you'll like. Come on, Mom. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. This is episode 30, Allegra, of Kid Literate. Can you believe it? 30. It's crazy. It is. Feels legit. So happy to be here with everybody today. We're doing something a little bit different today. Do you want to explain what we decided to do, Allegra? So we each went separately to our bookshelves and we picked out four books over a wide range of like reading level, like some are picture books, some are more like my age books. Mm -hmm. And we each picked out four and now we're going to discuss them and say what we like about them, who's the author, what's the title. And just kind of talk about each one. Yeah. And really the only two rules that I made, because there has to be rules because it's me. uh, The two rules were it had it couldn't be a book we've talked about on this podcast a whole bunch before. So that eliminated things like the Magic Treehouse series, the Little House on the Prairie series, Ramona, Harry Potter. There's some classics um, that come up again and again as different recommendations and different episodes. So we tried to stay away from those. And then and we try to kind of cover a variety, like you said, of ages and genres. And we don't really know what each other picked. And yeah, I like this because um, it's fun to go back to your own bookshelves as your kids get older. And sometimes you rediscover books that you haven't touched in a while, or maybe the next kid down the line is ready for the book that the older kid loved three years ago. Um, and, and it was really fun. Did you have fun poking through the shelves, Allegra? Yeah, it was hard. I found it was easier to find ones that I liked a while ago rather than ones that I liked now and we haven't talked about. So do you think that's because we have a podcast and we've talked about a lot of the books you're into lately? Is that why? Yeah. Okay. Um, do you find that you have a good memory for like when you read a book and what you thought about it? I guess this will come out as we discuss, but um, I have I have a bad memory in a, in a lot of ways for remembering. Me too the plot of books. I also have a hard time remembering like what kinds of books I liked like a while ago and like just facts about my reading. Your own reading? History. Yeah. Well, I can help fill in the gaps there because I'm your parent and I I kind of remember the reading phases we've gone through. Um, do you want to talk briefly about how our home library is organized? And we should say that we when we moved into this house this summer, we are so lucky to have two huge floor-to-ceiling built-in bookcases in our living room, which isn't always the case. So sometimes in the past, we've had like books in your room, books in Reed's room, like haphazard throughout the house. But now we have, I would say, 90% of the books in our home are on these two bookshelves, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we moved in, we did organize them. Like, Yeah, you really you just went at it and they're all organized by author's last name. Yeah, that's that's a good starting point. But there are a few sections. Yeah. So like the bottom is picture books and then the reading level goes up on one of the shelves. So one shelf is kids books, the other is adult books. So on one shelf, you have like picture books and then like middle age, middle grade 
sorry, not middle age books, <laughs> middle, middle grade that's for books. Me. <laughs> yeah, middle grade books, and then older chapter books, and then like older, older chapter books. Yeah. And on the other shelf, you're right, is adult fiction and nonfiction, some poetry. And then I think we have kids nonfiction on that on that left hand shelf yeah. as well. I mean, a lot of it had to do with space planning and like some of it ended up arbitrary. But the nice thing is, I think I think the point is when you guys go to look for a book, you know approximately where to start. Yeah. And the alphabetizing might seem over the top or like, uh, I don't know, a little type A, but it really does help me for putting books away. And I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever alphabetized our home library before this house. So it was something that was able to happen because of the space we had and because you guys are now past the age where you're just pulling books off shelves constantly. So I don't want anybody thinking I was at um, alphabetizing like toddler board books or anything. Yeah. Um, We have a whole shelf of the bookshelf dedicated to Harry Potter books. We do. Yes. Because we have the illustrated version and the original versions. And we have some extra like fact books about Harry Potter and stuff. Yep. A whole section. Um, I, I know I've mentioned this before, but I volunteered in your elementary school library for three years, two and a half, three years. And so I learned a lot and I, I wasn't in charge of organizing that library, but I worked closely with the woman who was and, and, you know, it opened my eyes to some different ways that she organized children's books. And it wasn't always like the Dewey decimal system or, um, she, she was very good at thinking of like, where are kids going to how are kids going to find the books they're interested in and how can we organize the library so that it encourages them to explore and find new things? So I, I learned a lot from her about how the way you organize your books can sort of nudge kids toward reading them. So Yeah, that makes sense. All right. So I think we're just going to go back and forth and mm-hmm. reveal the books we picked off our shelves and go from there. Do you want to do yours first? And sure. tell me if you're going to do any particular order or you just I'll go from the, the younger books that I picked out to the older ones. OK, I'll do the same. That makes sense. So the first book that I picked out was by Dr. Seuss okay. and I just saw it on the shelf and was like, oh, yes, I like this book. It is called Fox in Socks. <laughs> and I like this book because it's really hard for parents to read to you. It is really hard for adults to yeah. read. Do you Here have a is favorite a, part? A favorite part? I like the end part where they talk about like, here, I'll read it. Okay. Let's see. Is it Tweedlebeetles? Yes, it's Tweedlebeetles. Okay, it's kind of long, but okay. What do you know about Tweedlebeetles? Well, when Tweedlebeetles fight, it's called a Tweedlebeetle battle. And when they battle in a puddle, it's a Tweedlebeetle puddle battle. And when the Tweedle Beetles battle with paddles in a puddle, they call it a Tweedle Beetle Puddle Paddle Battle. And when Beetles battle Beetles in a Puddle Paddle Battle, and the Beetle Battle Puddle is a puddle in a bottle, they call this a Tweedle Beetle Bottle Puddle Paddle Battle Muddle. And <laughs> when Beetles fight these battles in a bottle with their paddles, and the bottles on a poodle, and the poodles eating noodles, they call this a Muddle Puddle Tweedle Poodle. Beetle noodle bottle paddle battle and <laughs> now wait a minute, Mr. Fox. It's like a the fox is trying to get the yellow guy to say all these weird things. Yes. And the fox the no, the yellow guy is not having it. I love it. The part that was always the worst for me with the reading aloud, and I think of myself as someone who I actually like challenging read alouds, like diction wise. It's like a mental exercise for me. 
So I don't mind the Tweedle Beetles. I can do them pretty well. It's the cheesy trees fleas blue. Oh, that yeah. one is the worst. And yeah. Yeah. Um, I still call Violet Goo Goose sometimes, which comes from that. There's Goo Goose in that Fox and Socks. I don't think many adults enjoy reading Fox and Socks. So I think it's pretty funny that you chose that. Okay. Should I do my first? Um, yes. So I started with a picture book as well. And this is called Seven Blind Mice. The author is Ed Young. And... Um, I used to read this book a lot in the library to especially kinder and first graders. First of all, the illustrations are really cool. The pages are black background with um, these really like, they almost look like the Eric Carl, like almost like a paper collage type colored um, artwork. And it's about the seven blind mice. It's a, it's a fable or a myth that you might be familiar with, but they are, they're blind and they encounter a large thing and they each have to, they each have a theory about what this large thing is and I won't spoil it. Um, but each one of them experiences the large thing in a different way because they're blind. So one of them is running around the base and one of them runs up high and they each describe what they what they think it is. And it's different because they're each on a different part of it. And in the end, they figure it out by kind of putting together all the information. And little kids love this book because they can guess what the big thing is as the story goes on, especially I would say like first graders. Um, so they get very excited that they've figured it out before the mice. Um, and I, there's a little bit of like a moral to it, like a little, um, a little kind of lesson. And the artwork is really cool. Um, and so that has, that was always a go-to picture book for me to read aloud. So it's seven blind mice by Ed Young. Cool. Okay. So the next one I had is more of a young chapter book. It is called Mrs. Piggle Wiggle's Magic. And it, Mrs. Piggle Wiggle is a lady who is good with kids and like heals them, like Cures their bad habit. Mm -hmm. And the magic one is not my favorite. I like it when she uses like more common sense to like trick them out of their bad habit. Would this one that I'm holding right now be more <laughs> of your style? Did you, you know? No. Okay. So that's funny. We both picked a Mrs. Piggle Wiggle. I'll let you keep talking and then I'll just add my thoughts. Um, but that's so funny because okay. we both picked a Mrs. Yeah, Piggle Wiggle. Yeah. So I picked Mrs. Piggle Wiggle's magic. So <laughs> she picked Mrs. Piggle Wiggle's farm. So, like, you have the thought you setter here, which we have thought you setters in our house. Yes, we do. And you have the bad table manners cure and the heedless breaker cure, the never want to go to schooler cure. Yeah. So I, I love the Mrs. Piggle Wiggle books. And I agree with you in Mrs. Piggle Wiggle's magic, which you picked off the shelf because I had already swiped the other one. Um, in that one, her cures are potions and stuff. Yes. In the rest of the books. There are potions that like make things happen, but they're they're not like she, they drink it and then they're cured. Yeah. It's like they drink it and then something happens. But That's it's true. still. In the rest of the books, it's like behavior magic. So like, for example, like I think it's for the picky eater cure. She has the mom serve smaller and smaller portions each day or something like that. So yeah, it's it's like it's more. um is there something very satisfying about it when you're both a parent and a kid? And um, they're very quaint at this point. I mean, I think they take place in probably the 1950s. 
you can tell by the dynamic between the mom and the dad. Totally. Like, like the Mrs. Nice Little Housewife. Yeah. And like the husband's like, well, wh- when I was a kid, we just, yeah. Yep. He's always like off to catch the train to the city. And um, yeah, so it's a bit, it's a bit quaint, very dated, but there's something so satisfying about the storytelling itself. Um, and I will also say that Mrs. Piggle Wiggle books make a really good read aloud. So you described them as an early chapter book and I would agree for a read aloud, but I think actually reading them independently is kind of challenging because it's, it's pretty elevated vocabulary and sentence structure. So yes, works, and understanding. As, works as both. That's really funny. Um, well that I'll just count my Mrs. Piggle Wiggle with yours and throw it back to you. You can do another one. Oh, Okay. Um, these next ones, the next two that I will do, I mean, you'll do one in between, but like, um, are more what I've been reading recently ish. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've said either of these for what we're reading, but now I can go into them more in depth. So the first one is called murder is bad manners. Oh, we got this. We did like a book trade Mm -hmm. party thing Mm -hmm. where, so I got this from a friend when we did like a book swap. Yep. Yeah, book swap. Like white elephant style, but mm-hmm. not a Christmas. And it was a mother-daughter book exchange yeah. party. It was really fun. So this book is, there's a murder at a boarding school, which hence the title, Murder is Bad Manners. And these two friends have to solve it. I don't usually like murder mysteries, but I guess it's because the murder is not coming after them. Well, right. So there's no suspense. It's already happened. And yeah. you guys were like in fifth and sixth grade when we did this. So yeah. it must be a pretty it, tame. Yeah. It's yeah. not like, um, yeah. 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 I remember when that was recommend. I remember when you got it and then when you read it. So who's the author there? Uh, the author is Robin Stevens. Robin Stevens. Murder is bad manners. And I would say that one is still appropriate for elementary school. It's not like yeah. a YA. It, it's a tame murder mystery. Mm hmm. Um, Okay, that's a good one. So I'm going to go backwards a little bit in age because this book kind of uh, bridges the gap between picture book and like longer stories. And it is the Raggedy Ann stories, which is, I believe, the original stories that inspired the Raggedy Ann doll or they kind of came out at the same time. But they're they're like over a hundred years old. And so is the stories that are about the Raggedy Ann doll. The author is Johnny Gruel, G-R-U-E-L-L-E. Sounds like and Cruella de Vil. It does. Um, I'm looking for the original copy right here and I'm not seeing it, but he passed away in 1938. And my memory is that these are like, like the teens, like the turn of the um, 20th century, like early 1900s. And so you can hopefully all picture the Raggedy Ann doll. Um, and these are stories about Raggedy Ann and sometimes Raggedy Andy and her other nursery dolls and toys that basically are alive when the people aren't looking. Like Toy Story, but from 100 years ago. <laughs> it's exactly like Toy Story 100 years ago. Um, the language is rich and flowery and totally old fashioned. But what's so funny, Allegra, is you listened to these stories like raptly with rapt attention when you were about three so I think because the plot is simple and what I mean by that is like the, the humans leave and the toys get into some kind of mischief. And so the plot being very, um, very like perfect for young kids 
and very simple and easy to follow meant that the language, um, because I was reading them aloud to you, didn't like overwhelm you. Um, But I remember thinking, I can't believe she's sitting still for these stories. They're quite long. And there's, I don't know, maybe six of them in there. So it's a it's a book of individual stories that are each decently long. And there's six or eight in there. Um, they're just delightful. And if you have a Raggedy Ann doll or if you if that's been part of your toy tradition, too, I think it's extra special. They're really sweet. I know you can get them on audiobook as well. I've seen them in the Calm app, actually. So um, that's that is my pick. And it's Raggedy Ann, the Raggedy Ann stories. And then the subtitle is the very first Raggedy Ann stories. So maybe maybe there are more. But I think this is like the original by Johnny Gruel. OK, so this is my last book. It is called A World Below. Um, it, I, this was recommended to me by a friend, and then I recommended it to my friend in Santa Barbara, and she liked it a lot. Um, I really liked this one. It's fantasy, which is, again, not usually something I'm a fan of. I like more realistic things. Um, but it's about um, like another world hidden like underground. And, like, a class gets trapped down there and has to find their way out with the help of people down there. Okay. Um, doesn't I it hope happen- that didn't spoil anything. Oh, what does it happen on a class trip? That's what I yeah. remember. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and same thing. I think this is not, this is not considered YA, right? This is, no, like, this is still- upper elementary school, yeah. kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the author? Oh, sorry. That's yeah. Okay. The author is Wesley King. Okay. Which is funny because in a Harry Potter book, there's a song that goes, Weasley is our king, which is funny why this is Wesley King. That's very funny. That reminded me of that. Okay, my last one uh, is an early chapter book series that probably um, independent readers, probably second and third grade, the protagonist is in third grade. Um. And it is the Clementine series by Sarah Pennypacker. Um, I think we discovered these for you when you were about that age. And I have read them all aloud to Violet. And I think these are of a level with Ramona. And that's saying a lot, obviously, because it's hard to it's hard to beat the Beverly Cleary chapter books for that specific age range. These would be um, more more challenging to read, I think, and a little bit more interesting than, say, like Magic Treehouse or A to Z Mysteries or those first first chapter books. I would say this is like the next thing to get into. And that's why I say like second, third grade. Um, but Clementine is like a very spunky uh, third grader. In Doesn't Boston. always understand everything like Ramona. Yeah, she's she's like kind of um, she's spunky like Ramona. Um, she goes against the norm and the grain, which I think a lot of kids relate to. Um, she gets into trouble or, you know, like her temper gets the better of her or she gets in a fight with her friend. Like it's very realistic in that way. Um, the, there are some illustrations throughout, you know, like every few pages and the illustrations are awesome. Marla Frazzi, Frazzi is the illustrator. Um, Sarah, Sarah Pennypacker is the author. And I believe there are five. Are there I more? think so. Look on the back. Is there? Well, this was two. the very first one that I'm holding. And oh, I think yeah. there were only three at the time. There are more than three. I want to say there are five or six or maybe even more. Um, but I just in my opinion, this is a higher quality 
children's series than many you will find. And and I mean that like from a literary perspective, like it's just better storytelling, better character development, funny. Um, so that's why I would I would put it like with the Ramonas of the world as opposed to with some of the, you know, like the flash in the pan. Like they're fine. The kids love them. They tear through them. But these are better than better than most. So that's mm-hmm. the Clementine series. Well, that's all of my books. Are you done? I think I am. I think it's so funny that we both chose a Mrs. Pickle Wiggle. I know. That's that's really funny. Did you, when you were looking on our shelves, did this make you want to read or reread any books that you hadn't encountered in a while? No. Okay. <laughs> I have read both of the older kid ones multiple times, and I've read them multiple Mrs. Piggle Wiggle multiple yeah. times and obviously Fox and Socks. I've read all of these books multiple times. You have done your rereading. That's fair. That makes sense. It did make me want to uh, put some of them in front of Violet, who's a little bit more of a reluctant independent reader. So I think it just takes her a little bit to get into something. So, all right. Well, this was fun. A fun little, um, I guess, not a full tour of our home library, but um, a snippet. A challenge. Yeah, it was fun. Should we talk about what we are actually reading lately? Sure. I am reading A Spy in the House by Y.S. Lee, and it is a mystery series, not a murder mystery, which is good for me. It's in a series called The Agency, and I started the second book and didn't really like it, but I really loved the first one. So we've realized that this is kind of a a theme with you, that you, you have a harder time continuing with the series. In part because you like really satisfying endings. Yeah. Right. And then like so, the character goes and gets themselves into trouble the next time. Yeah. You don't you don't want to go through the same. You don't want to repeat the same stuff again. So yeah, I think that's good to know about yourself. It's the reason series are nice is because you can get into one and then just stick with it for a while and not have to find a new book every time. But if you don't like series, there's plenty of standalone books out there. So. I am reading Stamped from the Beginning by Ibram X. Kendi, um, which is about the history of racist ideas and anti-racist ideas in the United States. Um, I bought it last summer um, and it's come up in my stack. It's a big fat history book, which I usually like and I really like it so far. But I'm just warning everyone that if I say that I'm still reading that for the next few episodes, it's because it's a big one. It's it's an all day sucker. So. Um, that is stamped from the beginning by Ibram Kendi. And there is a young readers or a, um, yeah, I read it's called just stamped and mm-hmm. it's also, and there's like another author. Yeah. It's who Jason, also wrote Jason Reynolds, Patina and ghost, which yeah. we read. Um, so I will report back. I'm pretty early on in that book. Okay. And then, um, we don't have any listener emails this week, Allegra. We, we often have a few to get through and then sometimes our inbox goes dry for a while. So just a reminder, you can always send us an email and tell us what you are reading. You yourself, you with your kids, um, whatever ages are reading in your family. Um, and our address, our email address is hello at kidliteratepodcast.com. So in lieu of a listener submitted what you're reading, we have a couple of special guests from our own house today, and we're going to talk to Reed and Violet about what they are reading. Hi, Reed and Violet. Hi. Hi. So Reed, we'll start with you. Remind everybody how old you are and what grade. Um, I am 10 years old and I'm in fifth grade. 
And what are you reading lately? Or I know you just finished a series. So if you want to talk about that. Yeah, I just finished a series called The Secrets of the Immortal Nicholas Flamel. And it's a very good fantasy book. It's a six book series, actually. Okay. Who's the author? Do you remember? Oh, I know who the author is. (laughs) Do you remember? Yeah. You could say it. His name is Michael Scott. And why do we think that's funny? Because there's a character named Michael Scott in a show that we watch called The Office. Uh huh. And do you think they are one and the same? No. <laughs> I don't think The Office is Michael Scott wrote this series. Um, what age range do you would you say this series is best for? Um, I'd say probably maybe like nine to twelve. Yeah. So like upper elementary school, upper middle grade, sometimes they call that. Um, is there anything scary or suspenseful in the books? Um, sometimes. Not very much, though. Mm-hmm. And it's fantasy genre? Yeah, very fantasy. Cool. And you've been reading on your Kindle, which our Kid Literate listeners know Allegra loves her Kindle as well. Um, do you know what you're going to read next? No. No idea? Uh-oh. Better find something. Um, and then what about at school? Are you doing any chapter books at school through like your language arts class or book club or anything else that you're reading at school? No. Okay. Um, well, I'm sure you're reading something at school, but maybe, uh, maybe you're between books there as well. Okay. And we have Violet here too. Violet, will you remind everybody what, how old you are and what grade? I'm seven and I'm eight (laughs) and I'm in second grade. Yep. So if you missed that, that's eight years old, second grade. That's funny. Did you forget how old you were? (laughs) A little. And so, Violet, at night, we still read aloud a lot to you. Do you want to talk about who's reading to you at night and what you're reading? Um, My dad is reading most nights. We're reading Harry Potter, Order of the Phoenix. And which number in the series is that? That's number five. Number five gets a little bit scary. Is it scary to you? Not yet. Okay, I know that we took a break for a little while, right, after four books. And so you have to be a little more mature for number five. Do you think it's pretty mature? Oh, uh, yeah. There's a little bit of romance, right? Yeah. How do you feel about the romance? Good. Okay. Um, and then at school, you do a lot of independent reading. And I know that your classroom has a really big library. Do you want to talk about just what you don't have to mention any titles, but what types of books you like to read on your own? Um, I'm reading a lot of chapter books now. Uh, I like to read about dogs and puppies and cats. The book I'm reading right now, it is called Abandon. It's about a dog, of course. I love that. Um, I love that you have so many to choose from at your school library, um, and that they're all at your reading level. So that's awesome. Is your teacher reading aloud any other chapter books to your class right now? Uh, yes. We're reading um, Friendship According to Humphrey. I think I've heard of Humphrey. Is he a hamster? Uh, yes. And um, do you like that those Humphrey books? Yeah, they're really interesting. Good. Well, I'm glad that she's reading aloud to you. That was always one of my favorite parts of elementary school is when the teacher would read aloud to us. So read Last question. Are you sure that you're not reading any books in fifth grade? Because I may have to, like, you know, notify the school board. Well, we're just kind of like at a 
pause. We're going to start book clubs really soon. Okay. She just hasn't decided what books we'll all read. Well, I'm going to ask you this. What is the most standout book that you've read at school, either um, with the whole class or in your school book club? What's the standout book you've read this year in fifth grade? Um, probably a book called uh, Blood on the River. Hmm. It's about the Jamestown colony. Okay. So like historical fiction kind of? Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thank you, Reed. And thank you, Violet, for being on Kid Literate today. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, thanks very much to our surprise special guests. And Allegra, this was fun. We'll talk to everybody in a couple weeks. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Kid Literate is a production of Life Listened. Our sound engineer is Brian Thomas from Yokai Audio. You can find links to everything we mentioned at kidliteratepodcast.com. And be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you listen. Thanks. Thanks.